Welcome to Alchemy Answers, uh, episode 69. This is the uh, edition where we're going to discuss how everything in life is really just about Dota. And, you know, you work, you have a family. These are all things that you just do to maintain uh, something that looks like you're actually living in reality. But then you come home and everything is about just playing Dota. It's all really just to facilitate keeping your body alive so that you can play more Dota. And I think there's a lot of that that, that you're going to see in life. Uh, what I think of Pudge in this meta, I consider Pudge to be complete dog shit. I think he's one of the worst heroes in Dota. I, it makes me sad to say that because it's my favorite hero. But uh, it's it's the way it is, you know. It's It's the way it is. DP offlane probably not that bad actually probably not that bad. I'm not uh, I'm not opposed to to death profit offlane. I'm drinking coffee now. My mom got me into some like tasty tasty coffee. It's like vanilla flavor or something like that. Probably filled with sugar. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, when was the last alchemy? This was okay. Twenty eighth. So, 28th. Okay. All right. Uh, first question. We have Gangsy. He says, do y'all have any advice for breaking bad habits? Specifically, I have this habit of spamming uh, select hero after I cast targeted spells because when I was super noob, I would accidentally click the enemy hero and I would lose control of my hero. This obviously hurts my ability to play micro heroes like Arc Warden and Meepo. Have y'all suffered from that? And what did you do to help correct it? So whenever it comes to breaking or forming habits, from what I found in Dota, there, there are two things here. Uh, the first thing, you need to just do it. You need to just go in and make a conscious effort to, I'm not going to select my hero when when I'm playing these micro heroes. For me, I was actually trying to get used to control groups. I was playing Beastmaster, and this was back in the day when you actually had to micro shit. You had the Hawk, you had the Boar. Obviously, you have the Necronomicon, which everybody was building as the first item back then. So there's a lot of different things you had to micro, and I did not know how to use control groups. So I just spam pubs, uh, forced myself to do it. And, and here's where the second part comes in. You have to first just do it slowly, focus on getting the motion right in, in, in your hand. And I think this is, this is just scientifically true for like any muscle memory. And of course, when it comes to like dexterity and using your hand on a keyboard or a mouse, it's, it's no different. Uh, get the, get the movement down, get where your fingers are placed on the keyboard down because you forget that that's actually a thing. So we're also used to using keyboards and then speed it up. Don't try to do it quickly at first and then better, like start with doing it absolutely 100% and doing it the best you can and then do it slowly and then build to be faster and faster and faster. And then eventually the, the issue will go away completely. But step number one is to just to just focus on it, to just go and do it and, and grind it out and know that you'll probably lose MMR, uh, lose games in the short term, but in the long term, it's going to be a lot better for you and you're going to be a better player. You can't have... You can't have you know gains with without without pain. What do they say? No pain, no pain, no gain. It's like you go to the gym, you tear your muscles. It fucking hurts. It sucks. You come back, and next time you can lift more. Your muscles look bigger. That's that's kind of how it is, except with this with this muscle memory and and uh, you know building your instinct in in Dota. 
make an offline tier list for, for 7.24. I actually am going to do that. That's that's the next video. That'll be coming out uh, tomorrow. I'm going to record that tonight. I have my tier list. It's uh, it's all ready, of course, because I've been playing the offline. And uh, yeah, it's going to be coming out tomorrow. Is there any uh, playable SK build right now with all the different indirect nerfs? Yeah, I think so. I think I think going for like the Veil Travels uh, Blink sort of build is is definitely fine. I have seen people go for like tanky build as well, like you know treads, bracers, things like that. I think I think SK is actually one of the better offlaners right now. Uh, who's the sexy beast in the photo? Well, this actually isn't a photo of me. This is just a stream, so it's it's me. But um, the ugly guy next to me is is Donnie. That's uh, my my partner in, in Dota Alchemy and life actually sexually we're uh, we're we're in touch with each other. Uh, Pixie says, "Hey, does anyone know where I can sign up for coaching from Jenkins? I finally have the time and the money to do it, and I'm back from my losing streak. Any ideas?" Thanks for asking, coachbin.com slash Jenkins. I've been doing quite a lot of coaching lately, and I appreciate I appreciate everybody being being interested in that. Uh, that's it's it's given me some a lot of stuff to a lot of stuff to think about. It's it's been awesome talking with people. I, I got I gotta say, man, I'm such a socially awkward, like socially anxious, shitty, just shitty, shitty social person. And coaching has been so good for me, like to just to just like talk to people. It's hard and it's weird, but it's good. It's good for me. I know it is. Being a fucking degenerate millennial gamer. It's uh it's rough out there. Jenkins premium and Snapchat. Uh, so Masley says, recently I've been trying to get better at the game. I've gained about 800 MMR in the last few weeks. Holy shit, dude, that's a lot. And I'm at Divine 2 and 3. That's higher rated than Donnie. Hey, man, don't shit talk me. I'm right here. Come on, man, relax. You haven't said anything. You're so lazy. Uh, I've been definitely learning a lot and have my own opinions. That's good. Uh, I really appreciate opinions from other people. I've invested around 7k hours in the game as well. I've always played with people a lot better than me and against higher MMRs to, to try to make sure that I learn more. However, lately I've been getting advice from a lot of different people, a lot higher than me, that contradict each other. There's the problem. Uh, so I'm at this point where I do one thing one person tells me and then they tell me it's wrong. Uh, basically, yada yada. People are telling him conflicting, conflicting stuff. Sorry if this is confusing along. No, it's not confusing. Uh, I want to listen and improve, but recently I've been getting different views of the game and I don't know what to do. When I get into these games of Immortal Games, I'm not, uh, I, I'm normally good, do good doing what I know is right or what I think is right, I should say. Uh, but then someone tells me that I'm doing something wrong and completely wrong and I try to change it and I just end up doing worse or losing. Okay, this is a common problem. This is a common problem. Uh, what I have to say here is that try to basically you want to go with your own opinion and the reason for that is not because i think you're right or because you should think that you're right it's because if you go with your own opinion and it goes horribly you can change it you can you can improve it in the next game if you go with somebody else's opinion and it doesn't work well it's just their opinion right so you're going to go with the next person's opinion in the in the next game. So it's it doesn't help you improve at all to go with somebody else's opinion. And like you said, you just fuck it up anyway because it's not in your nature to do what they're saying or you haven't practiced it like they have and they have this instinct and you don't. Uh, I, I was watching a podcast by Kevin O'Leary. Um, not sure if you guys have heard of Kevin O'Leary. If you're Canadian, you probably know him. If you're American, you might know him. He's on Shark Tank. He's on... Uh, Dragon's Den, but uh, he's like 
millionaire. You know, he's he's a big businessman worth, I don't know, half a billion dollars, something ridiculous. Maybe less than that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. He's very successful. And uh, somebody called in and they said, hey, man, I'm not cutthroat, but I want to be a business person. Like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Can I be an entrepreneur? Like, should I train myself to be more cutthroat? Should I try to be an asshole, basically? And he said, no, don't, don't do that because you're just you, you know, like that's, that's not going to change. This is, I, I, I feel like this is, this is super anecdotal, but I feel like this is why people thought there was a soul or people still think there is a soul. Maybe there is a soul, but this is, this is a big reason why that seems like a thing to people in, in my theory. Uh, it's, it's that like when you, when you're a teenager, you kind of develop your personality, what you like, what you dislike, lots of reasons for it. You, you know, don't do what your parents are doing. You do the opposite, et cetera, et cetera. And then after that, people kind of stay the same. Like people in their twenties are very similar to people in their thirties, their forties when it comes to, you know, morality and what they think is right. And if they're a funny person or, you know, like these personality traits don't seem to change for whatever reason, slowly, maybe, but not, not as quickly as like when you're a teenager and the next year you're totally different and out of a phase. Uh, but basically Kevin O'Leary said, pivot on what makes you, you like, if you're very good at being super nice to people, then in Dota play really sacrificial heroes, play heroes that buff other people that help other people. If you like chaos, if you like being an asshole, pick bounty hunter, pick pudge, pick these heroes that are fucking crazy and get really good at them. Because the thing is with Dota, there are enough heroes that are, I swear to God, every patch People are like, this is the patch that has the most viable heroes. And I'm just like, dog, people fucking say that every patch, every patch. That's been the life lesson for people. And it's great. Don't get me wrong. But people say it as if it hasn't always been true because there was like a, a period there with like the troll sniper patch. There are these periods people seem to remember the negatives. They remember the periods where like only a few heroes were viable, but really for the majority of the time in dota it's like the pro players are are making these things viable based on what they're good at and you can do that too so basically going all the way back to it your opinions matter a lot more because you should be pivoting on the stuff that you're good at if if somebody else's idea of dota is to show up to fights always and and they're telling you what to do and your idea of dota is to play like hector from beast coast where you ignore your team and you show up in the late game with 50 minutes seven items and the enemy team has four items or something like that and that's how you win games just do that just do that but do it well and and every game improve on that strategy okay that was a long one but uh i i i believe that i believe that uh okay stain chip says i'm curious how teams prepare for tournaments during their boot camps uh, I was hoping that Jenkins, from his experience on pro teams, could maybe shed a bit of light on what teams do during these boot camps or what a typical day might look like for them. Also, in regards to OG Sumil and mid one joining, whilst being an amazing mid player, Thompson was always being regarded as being a strong mid laner due to his impact outside the laning stage while always not having the best laning stage. Is it likely that OG will use the experience of Sumil and mid one to help him improve his weak points? in regards to mid laning apologies for the essay thanks guys no problem and also fantastic point i re i really think that that you're a hundred percent on point with this uh that is actually something that happens in a boot camp you will have people sitting behind 
and instructing somebody on like basically how how to do better you might do you might just talk with somebody like all of these things really uh really do matter so i just noticed that this this stream is in 2700 kb kbs does that mean does that mean it's not hd i mean i suppose it doesn't matter that much because i just have a big picture of donnie and then myself but uh whoops anyway can't stop now uh so uh what happens during a boot camp from from the boot camps that I that I was involved with, I was involved with the the Leviathan Team House, which was like the original original way back in the day. We were a tier two, totally complete shit team, uh, not very not very good players. Everybody was like seven k. We were five k. So that wasn't a super serious boot camp. We, we tried to be serious, but we kind of fucked around a lot. Uh, a lot of that was just kind of camaraderie and doing groceries together and t talking about the game a lot. We didn't really do drills or anything like that. But then I did a more serious boot camp with with uh, better players when I, when I was you know half decent. Uh, and uh, this was with I, th I think all of the players still currently play pro uh, or re have recently played pro, other than Zizzy. He he ended up quitting Dota, but he did go to a TI, so he was he was very good. I was, I, it was good to good to play with him. And uh, what we did there is we 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 would wake up, we would all eat breakfast. Uh, we would usually try to scrim like an hour or t or two after getting up. So we'd have to. I would fucking show up. Like I would wake up and then fifteen minutes have to scrim. I'm a total degenerate. But most people they would wake up. They would maybe like swim in the pool a little bit just to like you know, wake up, eat breakfast and uh, just like start scrimming. And then after that, we would take like a break. After that, we would um, usually like go over the replays, something like that, the replays of the scrims. You you don't, you don't really like people tend to not want to do a, a ton of scrims in a day. I think the general consensus is there needs to be time for like talking about what happened. And also there's like diminishing returns on just playing over and over and over again. So there's almost always a break to cool down after after scrimming, even though a lot of people are like, oh, I want to get into talking about the matches because people are either pissed that they lost or they're excited that they won. And uh, usually that's a, in, an intuition that you want to ignore because emotion is just the worst thing when it comes to, to competing in this sense. Uh, so that we would look at scrims, uh, we would eat, and then at, like after, after the scrims, we'd eat like dinner. And then we would usually play pubs all night or we would do like drills. We would do drills with each other. We would do like party queue that sort of thing. And uh, most of the time we were just like always talking about Dota. That was like the, that was the, 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 the big thing was just, was just constantly talking about the game, about our theories. Uh, pubs were really important too, because that's kind of where you generate your ideas from, where you play against something and you feel like, oh, this shit is really overpowered. You play it, you experiment with something that you can implement it the next day in, in scrim. So yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of luck associated with that, I suppose with, um, having played against the right hero so you don't get surprised and stuff in the in the current patch but that's about it nothing nothing really special nothing really special the, the most special thing is probably i think most uh most teams aim to like scrim like two hours after they wake up and i think that's just because i think that's just because um you're you're at your most functional at that point. In fact, like I woke up today, I, I right before bed, I was playing, I was doing this boss on Cuphead. I was doing the pirate boss for anybody that plays Cuphead. And I was trying to do it on perfect. I was trying to get S S tier with it on, uh, on expert mode. And fuck, I could not do it before bed. And I woke up and I was taking a dump actually. And I was, I was playing Cuphead and I one shot it. 
I I one shot that boss. It was so easy because I was just I was I was awake. And you know, obviously, dumping makes you mentally in the zone. So if you if you play Dota while you dump, that's definitely something you should you should aim for. Anyway, uh, Pogasus says, "Hey, dudes, hope you had a nice weekend." Is Jenkins ans- answering questions from here? Yes. Uh, Pogasus says, "Hey, dudes, hope you had a nice weekend." Donnie did. He was skiing. He's back now, though, as you can see. He's obviously right there. Uh, I'm out of ranked roles queues, so I'm just queuing classic ranked. I'm a 2.5k position four player, but I keep getting mid-Crusader matches. I've tried supporting them, but it can be rough. What are the S-tier position threes in this hero's, uh, sorry, position three heroes in this week's meta that I can carry my Crusader friends? I want a position three Triant game, but I don't want to bank on that. Okay, well, let me open up my, uh, let me open up the old list here. Damn, dude. I'm not a huge coffee person, but this is, this is all right. It's like, Vanilla latte. I'm a I'm a Starbucks person now. Uh, okay, let's see. So the heroes that I have in S tier, I have Puck is still broken, still really good off laner. Mars is insanely broken and uh, incredibly underrated. There's a very small chance that you'll have a bad Mars game if you're good at the hero. It's broken. Uh, Slardar is fantastic. Axe is fantastic. Sand King is good. Batrider is great. The only issue with Batrider, let me tell you, Batrider would literally be the single best offlaner in Dota, period. He has never, ever been this strong. He loves the neutral item slot. He can build travels first and it's super broken. His spells are insanely strong now. And uh, the only issue is, think about the carries that are in the pool right now. Like every single carry counters Slark. You have Nakes, you have, or, or Batrider, goddamn. You have Slark, you have um, Juggernaut, and Phantom Lancer. That's uh, pretty, pretty goddamn rough for Batrider. But still, because he's so good, you can just cut waves, and then it's a good hero. So those are my, my, big, my big heroes that you can carry noobs with, the, the broken ones, basically. Party uh, says, I have a luxurious problem. I'm not losing, so I get extremely excited and cannot sleep, like ever. Do you know how the fuck to deal with that? Two to three weeks ago, I was 4.6k after a losing streak. Now I am 5.7k with eight wins in a row. Holy shit, dude. That's fucking awesome. Good job. So, let me tell you. Let me tell you. This is this is science, by the way. But my my mom my mom said this to me before I knew that it was science. Uh, the U.S. military w- invested millions of dollars into figuring out how to get in, in how to get soldiers to sleep in really shitty situations. They had to sleep when it's not comfortable. They had to sleep in transit. They had to sleep when it wasn't great to sleep. And here's how they did it. They imagined and once again millions of dollars spent on this they imagined each part of their body falling asleep individually they would do their neck first i think doesn't i don't think the order matters that much but you know you can do your neck and your head where you just let it kind of flop you just feel the gravity on your neck and your head and you just let it flop and then you do your shoulders and then your arms and then your legs and you only move on when you feel like the weight of them and almost like you can't move them and then once everything is asleep you imagine yourself like floating on a cloud or on on a on a bed uh well obviously you are on a bed but on the what i do is I'm, i imagine myself floating on a bed in like a river and the river's flowing something like that and i swear to god for some reason, focusing on that, actually untensing your body and feeling that that weightlessness almost, 
it puts you to sleep so goddamn quickly. It's insane. It's ridiculous. I would highly recommend trying it. And once again, I know it sounds like pseudoscience, but this is literally the US military method. I might be skipping one step, but focus on breathing. Maybe that's the step, but that's that's it. If you just imagine all your body parts falling asleep, I swear to God, you you will fall asleep. I think it's partly because of you're focusing on something that's not whatever's keeping you up because you're naturally tensing and that untenses you. I don't know exactly what it is, but try it and get back to me. Let me know how it works. You sure it wasn't the, the drugs? Dude, Google it. This is US military grade psychology. They paid millions of dollars to research this shit. Exactly. Skullovich knows. There's many videos on this. It's not it believe me, man. Somebody told me that that um what was it? That fucking tea. Oh, that tea everybody says that uh that that like herbal tea that everybody says you can fall asleep with. Oh, what is it called? Oh, let me Google it. Sleep tea. Uh, chamomile, chamomile, the very first thing that I did, and I've ruined it for myself. The very first thing that I did is I Googled if it was legit. I Googled some studies and the, these are just double blind studies that are like, yep, this is bullshit. It doesn't do anything. In fact, sometimes it kept people up <laughs> like people with insomnia drinking chamomile tea couldn't sleep. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's no bueno, but this, this sleeping thing is, is not like that. It's, it's real. It is legit. Uh, your guys' streams are so chill. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're chill. Uh, is the dead lane still a thing? I feel like nobody talks about it anymore. Yep. It's just that the dead lane is is changing at, at all points. The The map is very fluid right now in Dota. So it's, uh, it is a thing. It's just not the dead lane. It's just like a dead lane. Why was BSJ so averse to Bloodseeker? I'm not sure. It's a broken hero. It's uh, probably because he just doesn't play Bloodseeker, maybe. I don't know. Uh, how do you get so many names to introduce myself with? Well, when you uh, are very uh, insecure, self-deprecating is quite easy. So that's that's where I come up with it from is, is all of my – the voices in my head never stop insulting me. So I just put the insults on uh, <laughs> on videos. Which is cool that people think it's funny because that that that's a good way to say fuck you to the voices, you know. That makes me sound like I actually have voices in my head. You get what I'm saying though. It's it's your brain. Your brain tends to come up with these things. Uh what key are you using for the neutral item slot? Uh did you have to change anything to make space for it? No, I use the uh tilde key. I didn't use the tilde before. I still sometimes like I burrow struck on Sand King the other day instead of using the trusty shovel, which is a little bit unfortunate, but like I said, with the uh, keybinds thing and, and, and building your instinct uh, back, you know, for the fir very first question, you just have to get used to it. You just have to put something and just keep using it, keep using it, keep using it. And for God's sakes, my taunt key is P and, and my, my hand can go all the way across the keyboard now to press the taunt key as well as pressing my spells. So, you know, your, your, your body's pretty cool. Your, your, us, us humans can do you know, you see cats do these like backflips and shit and land on their legs. Like we have lots of stuff like that as well. Our, our muscle memory is quite phenomenal. You just need to trust your, trust your body really. <laughs> the dark passenger. I serve the voices. God, you should write a book. That's uh that's, that's some, some nice English there. Uh, hockey Leonard, Do you think the mid laner should be fighting slash helping with the start bounty runes? Yes. 
Uh, or is it more important for him to block his wave? No, I wholeheartedly believe in the former. Yes, I agree. Hockey laner, we are on the exact same page, brother. I think that uh, most mid laners, the, the wave is bouncing back and forth so much that it doesn't really matter. You just need to play around if the enemy team blocks and they get level two first. You just can't go get get yourself killed. I mean, it would depend on the matchup, but the if if you can like force a third bounty rune, it's it's really good. And at the very least, you're you're guaranteeing to get two if you if you run at the bounty rune. So yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty important. I found that a lot of the mid lane matchups it doesn't matter if you block or not these days. Do you think being able to teleport into the enemy jungle by taking the outpost is OP? Yes. Too OP? Maybe not, because there is one on both sides. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, S-tier supports for 7.24. Well, let me open up Dota again, actually, and we will see what, what I have there. I don't remember exactly, but um, let me think off the top of my head. Snapfire, that's probably the best support. Uh, Winter Wyvern. Disruptor, Lich, these heroes are still broken. Uh, those are the big ones. Those are the big ones for sure. Uh, let me think. Is there anything? Is there anything else that really stands out as being like busted? Uh, no, all the other heroes are just kind of viable, but not insanely broken. Treant's still pretty good. Uh, no, those are the big ones. Uh, did I say Wyvern? Winter Wyvern? Did I say that? Oh, Enchantress. Enchantress position 5. That's a, that's an insanely strong hero right now. That's uh, one of the best position 5s. People are really complaining about this hero as being total cancer. So, yeah, pick Enchantress. Who's the best mid laner? Uh, let's see. Best mid laner. Void Spirit's pretty good. Ember's still pretty good. OD's decent. Is there anything I'm forgetting that's like a really broken mid laner? The mid laner is pretty versatile these days. I see people like Underlord mid, Huskar, Broodmother. Lots of viable heroes. Meepo, decent. I think Venge is best in a position 5. I don't see why you need a Venge to be a pause for. I feel like you can do everything you want to do on Venge as a as a pause five. Jenkins, would you consider a one v ones mid to help us get better? Would you would you consider it like a? Okay, wait a minute. Uh, I missed a question. I'll go. I'll get back to it. One v ones mid to help us get better. Would you consider it like a series? I'm a mid laner. Would love playing against people a lot higher rated to see what they do and how they play it. Highest player played mid. Was wondering how if you would consider doing some sort of 1v1 mid and then giving your advice on what they should have done. That that would be a decent video uh, for sure, but I, I really suck at 1v1s. Uh, I also don't really enjoy playing them. Like I, I get super anxious when it when it comes to 1v1s. I kind of enjoy playing the 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 whole the whole game. I've never been I've I've always been so bad at 1v1s. Like I can't take them seriously. It's a it's a serious problem. <laughs> really big problem. Drills as well. I can't take seriously, which is not good. Uh, Hockillionaire said, Lately the meta has moved from early bracers, gnolls, ba uh, wraith bands into headdress, buckler, bassy. Can you give a detailed explanation uh, showing your reasoning factors behind deciding the best one? So 
headdress if you're going to build into something that uses a headdress eventually. Bassy if you need the mana regen. Buckler is just the new old Bassy, basically. Uh, Buckler is good for pushing the wave. Buckler also builds into a lot of fantastic items. So it really depends on what you're building into. They're all very efficient. With Bassy, you can spam more. With Buckler, you take less damage. With headdress, you take less damage. It really just depends on exactly what you want. But they all do roughly the same thing, really. Um, so I love Buckler plus, plus Bassy because it builds into a Vlad's. I, I like going for both of those items. And then headdress, you can go all three if you are going like Vlad's pipe, something along those lines. Also, another question. Ever since I started playing, I've been using WASD for camera, 1, 2, 3, 4 for spells, and ZX, CB, NV for items. Is it really bad that I'm doing this and is it limiting me? Uh, I personally feel like it isn't and it's super comfortable for me. Hey, man, you know what? Whatever's comfortable, whatever's comfortable, do it. Um, if you find yourself at a cap eventually, maybe you can change something. I have heard other people argue that they think that they think using WASD for camera is is bad because it's you it's using your fingers for camera movement when you could be using your your right your right hand, you know, instead. Uh, but with that being said. Um, Actually, I, I think I think camera grip would probably be the best camera option because then you don't have to edge pan. You can keep your mouse wherever it was on the screen. Technically speaking, that would be the best, but that's uh, that's hard to do. So yeah, whatever's comfortable for you. I don't know. It's don't worry about it. As long as you're as long as you're winning and you have other stuff to improve upon, then go for it. Is Dota a pants optional activity like Skype interviews? Yes. Yes, I never wear pants when playing Dota. I'm actually lucky I'm wearing pants right now. The only reason I am is because I just just came in from, from going to Subway. So, The higher you climb, how much more does your draft matter? A lot. I would say like 50% of a game is, is the, the draft. Like you can very easily lose, lose a game by just picking dog shit heroes. Like if you have, let's say, Anti-Mage versus a Meepo on the enemy team and you have no Meepo counter, it's over. That's actually unwinnable. As long as the Meepo doesn't have a heart attack and die halfway through the game, there's there's no way there's no way to win that. And that's just like you shouldn't have picked Anti Mage there, where they still have a Meepo potential left to pick. You know that's that's why that hero is like kind of weak, is because there there are huge counter matchups. All right, that's it. Uh, see you guys. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you in the next one.